Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Uh, appreciate all you being with us on a early Thursday evening. It's been a busy show, and let's continue. Montgomery, Alabama, our next stop. I'm in. Live from the capital city, the cradle of Confederacy, Paul Feinbaum. How are you doing today? Okay, thank you. <clears throat> I, I knew you were. I knew you were. That, that's, what, that's what you said. Great, 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 great. I always like, I always love that dude's calls. <clears throat> you know, Paul, I think it's obvious Dominic needs to stick cussing and instead of singing he's a better cusser than he is a singer would that a fair statement that sounds like a like maybe a george jones song from the 50s better cusser <laughs> than a singer <laughs> he, he, he'll, he'll grow up one day that boy's got dreams so big he his dreams are bigger than pinocchio's he wants to be grown so fast i mean domino i mean domino dominic 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 just enjoy being 12 one day you'll be 13 then you'll be 14. Just just take it slow. You'll get there one day. And one day you won't have to have lemonade You can and, and, and milk and cookies. You'll, have to, you'll be able to have a shot of tequila and, 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 uh, and, and other things. You'll get there one day, little feller. You'll get there one day. Little feller. There you and, go again. Yeah, little feller. And little feller, you'll probably grow up to be at least five foot seven, and that'd be taller than the other little feller. You know, Paul, I tell you, what's going on in Tuscaloosa? I told you they was going to run Nick Saban's ass out of there. And it's obvious with what they just did to Eli Gold, told him, announce, announce that you retire. Announce that you retire. and Because and you've been fired is what you've been fired. And, Eli, I'd like to, you know, send you my condolences because I know you've done a great job for all these years. I mean, I appreciate the fact you never told me where the ball was. You never told me the <laughs> score. You never told me how much time was in the game. All those different things you never did, but you, you were a Nikon, and the Bammers are going to miss you. And I hate the fact that they fired you and run you off just like they did Nick Saban. And then I heard somebody say, well, y'all better call Miss Terry. And just right now, Miss Terry don't carry no damn clout. She's done. Just like the little fella. He's done. <laughs> just like Eli. He's out of here. What is that school? Are they saving all that money to pay them players? That's fixing the lead. That's a desperate situation up there. No, I mean, I, mean, I need to butt in here. Miss Miss Terry is still the first lady of Alabama football. No, no, no. She she she's nothing anymore. She's gone. She's history. Did she go to the administration like she did Wayne Huizinga and beg to get out of a contract? So you know, college is our place. I mean, that's where we want to be. That's where our heart is. We do better job in college than we can in pros. Did she go to the, the University of Alabama? And beg to to say, let him retire. Let him retire. Let's just let's just leave it there. Leave leave it there. Nothing to see here. And then Nick retires. 
and he doesn't have a press conference. I mean, there's a lot of suspicious things going on. But I'm telling you, the damn thing is falling apart faster than Humpty Dumpty on a wall. I mean, there's a cracked egg all over Tuscaloosa. It's falling apart. It's dripping down their leg, and there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing they can do about it except watch it. And I tell you, when that team comes in this year at 6 and 6, oh, the Bammers, we, we just play for championships. We just play for championships. Y'all suck. Y'all suck. Georgia sucks. Georgia's going to whip that ass in Brian Denny, and Auburn's going to whip that ass in Brian Denny at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, and there ain't a damn thing they can do about it. Now, Ward Dan Eagle, you have a great day. Thank you, young man. John is up next. Hey, Paul. Uh, by the way, uh, next time you talk to I-Man, make sure that you uh, tell him I like the new picture. I like the hairdo. It's scary. It's cool looks like he was, it looks like yeah. he was arrested uh, protesting the 68 convention in Chicago. <laughs> He's part of what well, old lady. Yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good one, Paul. Sixty-eight convention. I like the sixty-eight convention, and I also uh, I'll make one political comment. If uh, uh, the young man, the Kennedy man, uh, does make it to the ballot, I'm going to vote for him. He's I like I I was a big Kennedy fan, quite frankly, Paul. You're talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. I'm talking about all the Kennedys. I yeah. like Joe, going way back to Joe Kennedy. Anyway. Uh, uh, not, uh, that's not the reason I called, but Paul, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk very candid tonight, okay. and I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm, not, I'm sure you're not going to want to talk about. And you're going to cut me off. But Paul, I, I have an inkling and a pretty strong belief that, uh, and this is coming from pretty, some pretty reliable sources, Paul, that you have some under-the-table issues going on with people uh, funding individuals who really are basically, Paul, they're paid uh, people that come on your show, and they're really not callers, okay? And I, I, I had somebody the last couple of weeks talking to me about this, and they gave me some pretty reliable information. I'm not going to mention names, but... Is that a true statement that some of these people that are supposedly callers are not callers, that they're employed by your program? And, and by the way, you, you've been able to do a really good job of covering up the money trail, as we know. So, I mean, what, what is your response to that? You know, my response, John, is uh, that is categorically false. That is a lie. We, we barely get paid ourselves, let alone have money to share with the audience. Well, I mean, I'm going to, can I mention names, Paul? You can mention all the names you want, and not one of them will be accurate. But go ahead. Well, I tell you what, people like AJ. <laughs> and, you and think Brenda. we would pay that guy anything? I mean, are you Brenda. serious? Yes, I am serious. That is. Paul, Brenda, uh, and who? also Legend. Isn't there a Brenda who now, is the lady that if calls? I could pay legend, I would, but we can't. We're not allowed to pay callers. Well, I mean, how can we prove that, Paul? I well, mean, you well always, first of all, you can't prove a negative, me. John, but uh, it, here's what a judge would tell you, Mr. John. 
Do you have one scintilla of evidence to support this cockamamie allegation that you have made? Well, Paul, doesn't it? The we, answer is no. We're going to go. We're going to go right. By the way, John, if we could, yes. if we paid callers, you would be at or near the top. Well, Paul, you don't have to pay me anything. Okay, that's the bottom line. You want to get? Uh, hey, uh, John, you want to go back to uh, maybe get Daniel Ellsberg to break in uh, the the ESPN vault and see if we can find the uh, pay stubs. What I'm talking about, Paul, is under the cover, uh, arm's length kind of transactions. And I, 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 I'm, I'm called up to talk about this today because I want your other callers to consider this. And it seems very convenient, Paul, mm-hmm. that these people, there are certain people that call in the okay, show. So, uh, John, you're a smart guy. You work for the CIA or whatever. No, I'm work. no, I'm not very um, smart, Paul. And I work at the Juvenile Delinquent Center, and I did. I got off about 30 minutes ago, and I'm driving home. Glad, but glad I to hear that. Be, be safe, you. though. St. Louis is a very dangerous place at night. Um, well, uh, it depending is very on, dangerous. Yes, okay. sir. Depending on what street you're on. Um, my question to you, John, is if you had to rank the Feinbaum callers from an NIL valuation position, who do you think would be the four or five highest paid callers? Well, we're going to have Jim in there and Daryl <laughs> and, and probably AJ. <laughs> I'm going to quit laughing here. I'm sorry. And then, and then there's another caller from Missouri. Who she calls up and well, you must like, be from so see uh, I, I was told by a Missourian that if you're from a certain geographical latitude in Missouri, you call it Missouri, but if you're in the northern part, you call it Missouri. No, it's Missouri. Anyway, Paul, I want to no, ta- I want to talk serious here. We have another individual there. The uh, I can't. She she is her name Martha. She or Mary Jo. She calls up and always praises. Coach Eli Mary Jo, Mary jo. she's the one that had the thing going with Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean a thing like a thing. I mean, she would call in and she thought she thought, she, she thought uh, Elijah was a better coach than Nick Saban. Well, she also talked about how he was going to become the next Nick yeah. Saban. And, you know, give me and a that's why Saban retired, not... because he was afraid of that meeting next year. Yeah. Well, he could have been afraid of it. But anyway, Paul, you, you, you all I can say is I'm onto something here. And I know I can smell a rat when I smell a rat. And it's just way too convenient. I'll tell you what, John, uh, I remember I, I was in the newspaper business many years ago and I would go into my yeah. editor's office with a big scandal and he would just yeah. like kick me out the door and say, go get some facts. <laughs> Don't come back until you get them. And John, that's what I have to say to you. And while you're at it, young man, Wake up and smell the coffee. Well, see, this you guys make fun of me. And, Paul, this is why common people like me who call up and talk business, like Mo Green and Freddie Corleone. Good night, Paul. I, I haven't seen Mo Green since Godfather 2. Man, we'll take a short break. We need one. More to come.
You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to find getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details we're still trying to figure out uh that call from uh, john but apparently uh i man has a reaction to that you know, Paul, I was listening to John's call, and he's talking about, you know, people getting paid. Now, I think it's a fair statement that I'm the longest continuous caller to this program in the history of anything that you've done. Correct. There's some there's some people that have called before and during and, and after the fact, some that have been listening longer than me. But nobody has participated as heavy as I have since I first came on the show. I've met probably... I'm going to say 55 or 60 people that that were barnstorming this show. Correct. Some of these people were, were not notable to others, but they were very notable to you, and they got my attention. And I'm talking about the Shanes, the Bobbies, the, the, the John from Chalkville, uh, uh, Elmo, I mean, all kinds of guys. And, and I have talked personally to probably 50, 75 of these people. Nobody that I'm aware of has ever gotten a single dime considered as a payment from you. Did we go to a luncheon or something like that that was catered and everybody involved and other people that didn't even call the show there? A few of those have happened. But not once has anything uh, I ever heard that anybody got called, you know, anybody that called got paid. As a matter of fact, just about 
all of, well, no, all of the, the things that I've ever been involved with you and traveled, that was out of my pocket. And I did it for the passion and the fun of the show, and I was able to negotiate my time because I was self-employed. And, and if I didn't have anything to do, if I could negotiate things, I'd go be involved. But it wasn't every time you did something. It was when it was conveniently and it fit. But not once have I ever heard of anybody getting paid. But I will say this. If you were smart enough and crafty enough and you were dead, I mean dead damn committed, you could have taken this show and your personality and you could have spun it into something that might have been financially rewarding. But the commitment is through the roof, and most people don't understand those kind of commitments because they just get up and, and follow the tail to the – they go to work, somebody tells them what to do, then they tell them to go home. They, they don't have that kind of, of a commitment to, to understanding what it takes to go out there and create something on your own and be committed to follow through with it and be successful financially. But I, I would just beg John, just quit thinking those kind of things because we've heard those things for years. And I'm telling you, to the world out there, I don't know of one person that ever got a dime for calling this program because Paul needed callers that, were, that had to be paid. It's all been out of pure fun and, and, and enjoyment. And I know that's hard for some people to wrap their head around, but most of your regular callers, have a commitment to having fun and being a part of something. And I tell you, I take it as an honor to be a part of this program from where it was in Birmingham, Alabama, with what, what listeners it has, to what it is today. I mean, I'm honored that you're still taking my call. It's something that I don't know what I committed to it and what, you know, what my process and part of it was that, that helped all this. But I do know that I've been here. And it's an honor to take, for you to take my call. And I appreciate you and your staff, as always. You're, you're top-notch. And uh, have a good day. Thank you very much. Deanna in North Carolina is up next. Hello, Deanna. Hey, how you doing? Very well, thank you. I'm ready to get a new coach. Fire Cal. I'm on that boat. To get it. we got to throw him over the boat, get him out of our boat. He's sinking our boat. Wow, that's uh, pretty dramatic. Well, look at look at the performance. I mean, he's uh, lost more games that he should have won than he's won more games that he should have lost. And he's had more talent than I don't know of any program that's had that kind of talent in the last ten years and not done very much with it. No, I think you're, I think you are correct about that. Uh, but what's so frustrating is. He loses those home games, and he goes to Auburn with the most impressive win maybe of any school in the country this year. And then he lets it all slip away uh, Wednesday night. Well, he doesn't know who to keep on the floor. I mean, you know, he's a good recruiter. Everybody says it, but he's not a great coach. And I like Seton Hall's coach. He beat Rick Tino. He beat Cal. He's got a good program. He's got a good Basketball mind. I say stay away from lifetime contracts. Stay away from big names. Well, thank you very much, uh, Deanna. Really appreciate that. Cat uh, Daddy is up next. All right, Big Paul. Let's don't be playing around tonight, okay? I want my money. 
I've been calling this show for almost three or four years, <laughs> and I ain't got my check yet. What's going on with you, Big Paul? Where is the money? Um, uh, hey, uh, Cat Daddy, uh, could you give me till tomorrow, and I'll put the check in the mail? All right. Now, that don't come through now. You know, I'm going to send Alfredo to come see you, and Alfredo don't play. I don't want to see Alfredo. <laughs> Big ball, I can't believe people accusing you of this, that, and the other. That's the craziest stuff I ever heard, man. You just got a good show. People love it. The heck with it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. But, Big Paul, you're all right in my book. Well, thank you very, very much. <laughs> Larry is up next. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Come on, Randy. What's up? <laughs> I want to tell you something. I couldn't, you couldn't find me a damn uh, be on this show. Hey, Larry. What? We've thought about paying a few people not to ever call again. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I, man. I, listen, I would do a to-go-me fund. Keep that rat off there. That man <laughs> is psycho, psycho, psycho. I mean, he's crazy. You know. I mean, he won't get the statement out of his brain. He just, I don't know, man. The guy I met him, he's short. He's short as statement. You, you uh, I forgot you he's have a, met I, man. Huh? Were, were, were you there the day? Yeah, you were there the day we uh, talked to the guy from the, we went to that restaurant from the comedy, was it the comedy, oh, clan, uh, the comedy channel, the comedy, comedy, uh, comedy central. He's a big mouth. He just yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor Noah's old show. Well, yeah. Yeah, man. I he mean, uh, we we sat at this restaurant in a hamburger place, the Rammer Jammer in Tuscaloosa, for probably three hours to to tape this thing for for Comedy Central. And tell me this: it was you, me, Jerome, and Phyllis. And and in those uh -huh. three hours, would you say I man talk for about two hours and fifty eight minutes? Absolutely, maybe a little more. <laughs> that man has got a rattle jaw. I'm telling you, son, I'm going to tell you something. I, I've negotiated taking him fishing and not coming back. Now I really mean that. Now I really mean that. So y'all can go and get the handcuffs out because he gets his ass out there in the boat. Whoop, he's out of here. I mean, I'm going to go let him look at them catfish. Because he is, he just talks about saving to you. He just gets, my, my skin start crawling. I want to just punch the wall. I want to drink some more beer. You know, he just gets up my ass about 19 miles. Sorry about that, Dominic. He gets up my yee-yang about nine miles. But, yeah, it, this show, it, tell you what, if you, if, there's some people that I would pay to be on here. You're right, Paul. There's some good entertainment. I mean, I love it, man. I love the people. And I will not ever in my life forget what she's done for me and my daughter and my family and what she made, meant to me to have something to do in the evenings that makes me feel good. <laughs> Drink my beer, listen to y'all. That's fun, man. I mean, you really opened up something to me. I was riding up and down the road, most Chevrolet pickup, drinking Bud Light. I heard people on the radio cussing each other out. Shoot, I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate it.
We uh, yeah, that means yeah. a lot. What's that? Uh, roll down time. Roll down time. Man. You got it. What are we doing? Are we taking a break? Oh, okay. Thank you. Handsome Joe is up next. Roll time, roll call time, Bobby. You know what? Hey, Larry hits on a lot of good points right there, Paul. And I man, I'm a man true too, you know, but. You know, but John, John in St. Louis, he don't need to worry about no NIL debt because if it did, he'd owe money. So, I mean, he don't even need to worry about it, Paul, but it, it ain't about the money. I mean, you don't call somebody up and then tell them to pay you money because I called you. I mean, that would be, you know, that you don't see the irony in that. It would be a little bit weird there. But it ain't about the money, Paul. It's, it's more about the conversation with what I consider the greatest broadcaster ever, and that's a conversation with you. And plus a lot of these other calls, especially ones that have been on here, you know, for like several years. I mean, it's like a brother, brotherhood. I mean, it's just like a, you know, a camaraderie. We've become friends. We've made some enemies, but a lot of us have become friends. We call and talk to each other. And, you know, it's, a, it's you, you can't, you, you have to. You know, to, it's kind of like, uh, isn't like the old Facebook. Uh, remember when Facebook used to be, I don't know if it still is, but. You'd go on there and you'd catch up with your, your buddies, your high school friends, your work buddies. Uh, and, and I think we came along at, at, a, at about that moment. Um, hey, uh, Joe, thanks so much for the call. We're up against a break. We have a guest waiting. We are back. Final 30 minutes straight ahead. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Alabama at the number one team in the country, South Carolina, and then later, Auburn heads to the defending champion. And we talked to the great Nikki Farkas here. We'll be uh, in studio all night. Nikki, thank you for being here. Uh, we were talking off here about your uh, day job of uh, <laughs> running a, a WNBA franchise. But let's talk about these two games first, because I don't, I don't want to lose sight of what is straight ahead. Uh, you got the number one team in the country, and uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but they don't exactly look beatable at the moment. They've had a couple of close calls, but not many. Well, the one thing that you're finding out from South Carolina is they're finding ways to win. Even if they've gotten off to, uh, I'm going to say, challenging start, they wear down their opponents. Their depth is key. It's something that Dawn Staley uh, talks about a lot of how she can go to her bench and not lose the style of play nor lose the efficiency. So that, to me, has separated South Carolina. And I know that she's got so many different you know, alternatives on that team, but, I mean, she is, you know, the game a couple of days ago in Tennessee was moderately close. I mean, every, every, now it's not a matter whether you, I mean, you, you, I don't need to tell you, but you go to Tennessee and, and win by one, it was, it was a big deal. Now it's, well, that was a close game. Yeah, I think the Tennessee team had a great game plan. 
Um, they just uh, couldn't finish out the fourth quarter. Rakia Jackson has been just outstanding for Tennessee. And to have Tamari Key uh, back into the lineup, I think that's given Tennessee a uh, fighting chance, if you will, when you play teams like South Carolina because they love to rebound the basketball. And so for three and a half quarters, you saw a very good and balanced attack by both teams. But um, again, South Carolina depth just continues to wear on you. And then Dawn Staley, she challenged her team to defensively pick it up. And in the fourth quarter, uh, they really uh, disrupted Rakia Jackson. Later, we'll, we'll see LSU, a team that started number one in the country uh, and also number one in drama. Um, but things have calmed down. What, what about uh, Coach Mulkey's team? Well, Coach Mulkey has her team playing at such a high level. Uh, I call them the Fab Five. Uh, they have been just phenomenal to watch. And you can see the confidence growing in each and every one of them. Michaela Williams, the freshman, is becoming a very um, comfortable player as a go-to for Kim Mulkey. But she's anchored with Angel Reese, one of the best players not only in the SEC but in the country. And uh, Morrow. Morrow has just been solid uh, for this team. And, you know, you can't say enough about Flaget, what she's able to do, not only on the offensive end, but she's also able to disrupt people defensively as well. And I think Van Lith has done a nice job of settling into that point guard position, even though it's not her natural position, but she has settled in nicely for LSU. Nikki, certainly uh, as someone who, who has played this game at the highest level and still part of uh, you know, the, the, the best level of, of, of women's basketball in the country, I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about what seems like a, a rush to embrace women's basketball and I know a lot of you who have been fighting for so long I'm like going where have you folks been but what, what do you make out of this uh, sudden uh, spotlight on the game? Well it, it starts with the exposure uh, the women's basketball um, ecosystem from college to the pros is garnishing more exposure um, through television through social and uh, these players are becoming household names. People recognize the Angel Reese's of the world and the Caitlin Clark's and um, you're, you're tuning in because it's great basketball. It's um, two teams on any given night. Uh, you can see the best players who are potentially going to go off and play in the, in the Olympics. Um, you're seeing some of the best players at the collegiate level who's going to be number one draft picks. It's, uh, it's a fun time for women's basketball in the sense of not only just young girls are watching, but young boys are talking about who their favorite players are. And they're not naming just the Steph Currys and the LeBron James of the world. They are actually naming some of these um, high-quality, unbelievable women as some of their favorites. Well, I mean, we saw some of that the other night at the All-Star Weekend when, when the spotlight was on. And, and I wanted to ask you about Caitlin Clark because it almost seems prosaic to, to ask the, the, the Caitlin Clark question. But is it, I, I, don't, I don't want to get on her bad side because once you say anything other than she's the greatest of all time, you, you end up being vilified. But is it, is it really fair? Because it, it seems like she's the only player, and I know that we, we know that's not true. We just got through talking about a number of other top flight players. But uh, that is, comes with the media, doesn't it? It does, and uh, Caitlin Clark is um, someone who uh, has made the game interesting because of her range. She has unbelievable range. So when you look at when she comes across half court, you immediately have to pick her up. So she changes right there your defensive scheme. And then by doing so, now she's opening up the floor. So her ability to also get by you, she's just not just this three-point specialist. 
mind you. She's someone that can create off the bounce, and she's showing that. But she's also a great teammate. Her ability to distribute the basketball, find her teammates at the right place at the right time, uh, she's just an all-around great basketball player. And obviously, Kelsey Plum record that she just recently broke, um, we were saddened by that, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of conversations, too, about Lynette Woodard's record, and then you got Pistol Pete Maravich. But Kaitlin Clark will go down in the history books as one of the greatest players to play this game. And also one of the, the, the more uh, precarious uh, subjects to talk about because uh, some of the great women's players, some of the, the great men's players, it, it, it's, it's in, in today's world of social media, which is good and bad, you, uh, you get vilified. Uh, yes. I was reading about one of the great women's players of all time today from uh, out west talking about her and not, not confirming that she was the GOAT and, uh, and others, as I mentioned. But uh, in the end, that's not a bad thing to, to be having controversies over who the best women's player is. No, I mean, it's not. And, you know, as, as a former player, I think I've been able to play with some of the greats of the game and been a part of uh, uh, the University of Tennessee where some great players come. But we always talked about, you know, if you're, if you're not winning championships, um, if, you're, if, you're, if your name and your jersey um, is not hung in the rafters, um, where, do you, where do you stack against some of the other um, individuals who have gone on to do some phenomenal things statistically as well? So I think that to me is going to be uh, an area that when you're talking about some of the great players, um, we also associate what they've done with their teams and how they position them to win championships. Speaking of one of the great players of all time, Asia Wilson, we talked to her uh, right after, uh, I think it was the same day that uh, Dawn's team was in Paris and we happened to get her on and uh, a little bit of success in her life as well. A little bit. I mean, she just, um, I don't know how she finds time to do all this, right? She's uh, one of the best players, like you mentioned, but also she's an author, a best-selling author. Um, the, the ability to go and connect with the community, she's done a phenomenal job of using, utilizing her platform to do so. Um, she is really um, exemplifying, um, you will be what you see. And um, she's just a great leader. Um, for the Las Vegas Aces franchise. She's been the face of our franchise and uh, the face of the league. And um, we're excited that we have the opportunity every day to see this young lady um, excel and become the person who she was uh, destined to be. And we're a small part of that. Um, but I know she and Dawn have such a great relationship. And Dawn's at the game. She's coming and supporting Asia um, during the, during the uh, championship run. And to see that relationship between coach um, high, co college coach and her being now at the professional level is really special and that has a lot to do with the culture that Don has created but more importantly who Asia Wilson is as a person. So great to see you Nikki uh, and uh, we, we're just having a blast. We've talked to so many of the I told Coach Yo, we, uh, I didn't want it to be quoted, but we we'll really have a lot more fun talking to the women's coaches than the men's. <laughs> I said there were a lot of grouches out there in the men's game. Well, we, we love to talk. You know, women are chatty anyway, but we love talking about this game. We love empowering and uplifting um, each other. And Coach Yo has done a phenomenal job at Ole Miss and rallying the troops, if you will. And we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, the, the, the games coming up tonight. And um, obviously the tournament is right around the corner as well. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for coming by. We are uh, officially out of time for this program. We, we appreciate all of you for uh, being a part of it. Uh, some really interesting guests uh, today. We'll uh, see you right here tomorrow. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.